what is happening out on the ground at Ajax. Uh, a warm welcome to the show, Shoes, and it's good It's good to chat again. <laughs> Lovely Sunday, better than the previous one. <laughs> It is good. 101. That uh, is the number of days that we have been in a lockdown. How has Ajax, if they have, done anything differently during these trying times? A lot of days, Romy, to be confused and frustrated. Mm. And, uh, and and it's not easy also when you then have people that actually depend on, on, on you and the rest of the other management for information. Yeah. Um, depending what type of players you have, I guess, um, you know, our group of youngsters are not quite easy, you know, to keep them on their feet when they don't know what's going on. So mm. it's been quite a very interesting situation. Um, but be that as it may, we we have some sort of a direction right now as we speak because we had our permit to train uh, a couple of days ago. So we are training. How long have you been in training when you say you get you got the permit a few days ago? We got a permit on Thursday, mm-hmm. so we started training uh, Thursday late, and then we trained Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, the good news is that every day is going to be training day. <laughs> <laughs> every day is training day, twice a day. <laughs> every day is training day, of course. What, explain to me what is training like now, because do you have like a COVID-19 officer on the pitch ensuring that there is um, that social distance that is being kept currently? Do you have to train with the mask? Please explain it to me for me to understand. I would, I would go through what goes on on my normal morning heading to work, mm-hmm. uh, different to the obviously the, the previous previous time before COVID-19 landed in South Africa. Uh, you, you got not so friendly security at the gate. Yeah who's there to, to do registration of your entry and it will take your temperature and immediately before you head inside the gate you will then have to log in your your your, your login details including your temperature online mm-hmm. uh, so that it could be submitted uh, uh, to the office and the office office submits all of that information okay. to the league. Uh, that, that that counts everyone else that needs to be in. Your name is on the list, by the way. You don't just rock up. So oh, anyone okay. else is not on so the list. So by invitation only? In. Yes. You, okay. If your name is on, not on the list, you do not come in. Because all the people that are on the list are the people that have been officially tested uh, for COVID-19. The security included? Tested, yes, including the security guards. And they've tested negative. And, you know, so that is why your regular check does mm-hmm. take place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, the actual building, the only entry point to the building for players is just the outside of the building. That way it ends. <laughs> then for, 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 for permanent staff, few of them that are actually working right now, uh, those who have access into the office, and that's all their designation, that's all that's the only area they go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the kitchen staff, they only have access into the kitchen. And then at the bottom, you find the kitman and obviously the technical coaches. So depending on uh, which department the... you're in, you only have access to that department? Correct. So because, I can't uh, go from the kitchen up to your office, for example? No, it's not allowed. Okay. Because but how we, do you monitor that? How do you ensure that everybody now sticks to to these rooms, uh, rules rather, and obviously restrooms? Who uses which restroom? Is everything sort of uh, cordoned off and and allocated? 
Well, the, maybe the little bit of an advantage we have as a club is that we we use an access control. Um, it's a kind of a building that has access control, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you don't you can't open a door that is you don't have access. Okay. For. Okay. That that makes life a little bit easy mm. in, in in this regard, um, because the office doors obviously they have a very massive door that that uses a key that only certain individual goes upstairs that have that key. Yeah. And then the the canteen is closed, so they only use the access just for the cooking stuff, not the actual main door of the mm-hmm. canteen. Mm-hmm. And then the bottom where the technical stuff is, you use a scanning card which only the technical team has a scanning card. And then when it comes to the players, they would have used the back entrance into the change rooms. What we've done is we've just closed the back doors to the entry. They only use the passage with the chairs put outside the change rooms. And it's been spread right further up until the end of the passage. So players only can come in, Mm -hmm. wait in their cars for half past nine when we start training, only goes to their chairs to put on their boots with their masks on. Mm-hmm. And how and many carry, How many at a go? Well, all of our players could fit. With, like, like I said, I said we are privileged and lucky we have a facility that can cater for such arrangements. Uh-huh. All chairs of the players are scattered, meaning... There's enough space between 30, them. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. there's more than 1.5 meters put aside. So they can all sit at the same time because they're all spread in a very long passage under the tunnel of the cha- of the change rooms. So they don't go inside, they are outside under the tunnel of the change rooms. And they will have their masks on during the period where they're actually putting on their boots. Mm-hmm. Then they go straight to the first field right in front of them for stretching before they head onto the field. Let's say if you arrive quarter past nine instead of half past nine, so from quarter past nine to half past nine, you are stretching on the field. Okay. Once it's half past nine, everyone makes their walk right into their training ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously the first week was quite interesting, but we had to spread in a group of fives. Again, with a little bit of luxury, we, we were able to use the three fields that are connected yes. to one another to yeah. spread the, the players around. So spoiled, um, really. Spoiled in terms of space for you to be able to ensure the social distance and to keep it, to keep it, <laughs> you know, uh, and not to... To kind of get I, one I, batch of players in today, the other tomorrow, you can kind of have a cohesive training session because of space. I can't figure it out how would a team that would have left of a facility setup that we have mm. would have been able to go ahead and try to implement every single thing that is put on the guideline book, of which that's yeah. what we did. Yeah. And we, we, we obviously have sanitizers, uh, the full sanitizers, the ones that are are removable. We've put them from entry point, middle point, on your way to the field, on your field. And each player, by the way, they've got a, a little uh, straw sling bag that has sanitizer, water bottle with water plus the water bottle with power aid. So he carries his own. Okay, and on them all the so, time. So, so, yeah, so they don't swap or change anything. They have mm. that with them all the time. That's nice They don't know. take off their kit when they come back from training. They don't? They have to go... They have to go straight to their cars and change in their cars and leave only the dirty kids on the ground mm-hmm. where they are. <laughs> and they have already been given on their chairs when they were walking back. Their new kit is ready for them for the next day. Wow. How different, you know, how different to the way 
I guess you remembered a training session to be. Is there someone on the pitch ensuring that all the rules are kept, Shoes? Well, we have the um, uh, one person appointed as obviously COVID-19 um, manager, the compliance manager, and, and then um, and the medical person who's also obviously um, strict within the players, within the team, and our team physio. Mm-hmm. And obviously I have to do the duties of making sure that everyone... Because when you are on the field, I'm the only one who has access to the field. So I have to make sure that a non-training person is watching everyone speaks to the rules on the day. So when you get your permit, are there T's and C's that come with it that says, Ajax, we give you this permit and I hear you hereby swear that you will do A, B, C and D. And can you get a surprise visit from anybody actually um, just to check if it is that you're adhering to these rules? And if not, is there a penalty? Correct, uh, Romy. We, we were actually expecting a surprise visit in the last two days. Um, when we've, we submitted our training plan, mm. we submitted our weekly program, we submitted how we would go from the social distancing training into a bigger group. So all of the paperwork we submit, that's what we were gonna we said we were gonna do and that's what we are doing. Mm. So at any given time we will be seen doing exactly what we propose to be doing in writing. Did you really so, have to wait for that permit though, Shoes? Because it seems like you have the space in order to go about your business. So did you have to wait for it or could the team come back and train based on you having that space? For, for us, Romy, it's very sensitive. There's two things. Our name is Ice Cape Town. You know what happened with us before with Ndoro and the previous organization. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, we're very sensitive when it comes to you know stepping on their own toes. There. Okay. Yes, we did wait. To be honest, it, it, to give you a straight answer, we did wait. We didn't wait because we wanted to wait. We waited because we had to abide by the rules. Mm. Is everybody happy to be back? And what are the main concerns of Ix Cape Town players? Um, uh, firstly, we were, we were fortunate enough to have players staying. Um, we had about eight players permanently staying at Tikamba, which is at the Lambda building, which has the facility, has the housing facilities. And then the other group were also housed in the complex where they were all in one, mm-hmm. with about seven of the players. So minimum of 14 players were always training together. So... That was a little bit of an advantage. So all the Zoom training that took place were players motivating each other because they were staying together as a group. So that mm-hmm. was one one part. Um, we, we probably could have, if we had a date of when we were going to start, mm-hmm. date from wet go, we could have housed all, all 30 of our players at the Okay. But because we didn't have a date, we wouldn't frustrate a youngster to sit in one place with no direction mm. for that long. Mm. So that was very frustrating for us. Otherwise, we could have just kept them all at once and be able to make sure that everyone else is, is as healthy as what we expect them to be. Yeah. What are the main concerns, though, as much as training has gone ahead, but are they raising their hands, perhaps some players, to say, look... I I don't feel safe. I don't want to play. Have you had any of of such feedbacks? If 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 we were not number one in the league and we were not where we are because we were a united team and such a spirited bunch, I doubt if we would have, would have been able to put it off. There would have been no reason for the players to actually uh, be dedicated and work so hard. Mm. We we haven't lost one player from the group that's 
started the season or including the ones that we've obviously signed in, in January, all of them are still there and everyone has the same spirit and the vibe is still very much the same basically except obviously we cannot match fit yet. Mm. That's the only thing that we can talk about. But generally the attitude is unbelievable and we've added six youngsters from the APC team and yeah, that's quite okay for now. Uh, the, the proof obviously will be when we play. Proof is in the pudding, they say, because you talk about where the standing on the log currently and obviously everybody still super motivated to come back. And that's a motivator in itself. Yeah. Are you at all going back to what happened? I mean, uh, last season, Shoes, do you take yourself back to that disappointing moment uh, missing uh, the playoffs by, by a goal difference? Do you rehash or replay that at all? Well, I think um, I think the standing point right now is I think we've built the foundation from the beginning of the season because we've built a team uh, from the team that lost a playoff opportunity last season and cleaned it up for another goal mm, at the league title. Mm. And, and that, that team that we built for the new season, which is a new season that we're in, was a team that was supposed to take us all the way. And they've taken that spirit and the way, I mean, it's amazing how we went away from home and won more games than we've ever won in our entire 20-year history mm. as a team mm. with this team. So they, they are here, they are about to make history. They are? I'm going to hold you to that (laughs) so that we can get you back in. What would you say the highest, I mean, okay, you've made history. Let's talk about the lowlights then for you, apart and for the team, apart from COVID-19, obviously, coming in and and really wreaking havoc. What have been some of the the, the, the down moments? I don't see any, any other moment that would be as sad as when we when we lost uh, our coach, mm. uh, Andres Aldrin, um, when he decided to head back to to Holland uh, for for reasons, obviously, that everybody knew about, that he was not happy about. Mm-hmm. He was such a gentleman. He was such a motivator to the kids. He was an inspiration um, to everyone. And he was on, on course to actually, you know, do something that no Dutch man has ever done, win the league in South Africa. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, that was probably the saddest moment. The saddest, yeah. No other moment? Because I know, I know that you are Ajax through and through. You tried a departure, you found yourself back there. Why is it, Shoes, that you are entrenched where you are, that this team is in your DNA as much as you might not say that, but it's it's there, it's there? Uh, it's, it's it's quite difficult, Romy, when you, when you look at... Um, I guess 90% of our fans, I know them personally. And uh, we've we've buried quite a lot. Mm. Um, we've grown up with such a lot. I've watched all our fans grow up. And your loyalty is driven by the faces that you look at from the fans' point of view. I mean, I can't talk about the players because we have a very unique situation where you know a player from the age of 10. All of a sudden, this player is a professional yeah, player. He's, yeah. he's, he's got money in his pocket. He's going in and out with the car. And and I've, I've, and I've looked at and I've welcomed players like George Malulek and I was talking to him the other day. It's, it's amazing where they are. It's amazing where Tulani Ferrero is from mm. what I'm, the person that I've, I've known and I've get to know. Um, Tulani Kacho has different stories. I could talk about him. People would laugh. Nkanka Shabalala, who's the general secretary of the Players Union, yeah. who you, I always used to make fun of him that he was eating 
bread and pallone every now and again. He complains, <laughs> I'm just shoes, I'm tired of this bread and pallone. He was, he was still very young. So uh, we, we just have so many moments, so many moments. And also when the club has introduced people that didn't have the IFDNA, and you have to keep quiet because mm-hmm. you are loyal to your team. Mm-hmm. Whether you agree or not agree, that was not the point. The point was you stick to your lane. And, you know, the IF has always been technical work is for technical people, management is for management, and marketing is for marketing. The worst department you can ever belong to is marketing because you are only seen as just (laughs) a PR or promoting person. You don't (laughs) have a football person. (laughs) So, yeah, it's been quite a interesting journey. It is an interesting journey and I mean it must be beautiful as you are then, the years roll by that you just see, as you said, these players who came in at 10 actually you know, yes, leave or roll in with cars and how life has changed. Would you say that's the best part of your job is just realising how football does make dreams come true? It doesn't matter how sad it is or how bad the day could be or a month or season could be at Ajax. There's one shiny moment when one player makes it overseas or one player makes it into the PSL, mm. it, it, it would have been a player that you would have gone on a personal journey with in terms of being able to motivate him and talk to him every day or when chips are down, you know, you, you bring him closer and start talking to him. Yeah. I mean, uh, the recent story of uh, Lassina Traore who came to South Africa without even being able to speak any South African language, mm. English, mm. or whether he couldn't speak Dutch where he was going, he was just a Frenchman. Today, different story. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's what keeps us going. It's the fact that we, we see youngsters change. Musa de Musa, that's another story for another day. Brendan Peterson, another story for mm. another day. In actual fact, the naughty Munib Joseph, if I can tell you stories about him. <laughs> we had, had him on the show the one. other day, yes. I have to say this one. Munib never made a training pitch while he was still a third choice goalkeeper. He was always injured, lying in the physio room, mm-hmm. complaining about any other thing except <laughs> being well to go up there and train. The day we saw Calvin Martin, there was nothing wrong with Munich till this day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, oh. so that, those are like some of the interesting yeah, stories. That the, these are the club. stories. These are the stories that you live to tell, Shoes. They're interesting stories too. You talk about shiny moments and you've already put your head on the block to say top flight football is where Ajax is going. Yeah, no, definitely without a doubt. We all motivated about it, not undermining anyone, not saying other teams don't have the capacity to, to get out there. I think we've, we've made our mark by playing away games and being able to collect as much points as possible, something that we've never done. And we've changed our attitude as a club because we have one goal, mm-hmm. is to go back into PSL where we belong. And when that happens, Shoes, please don't forget us here on the touchline. Oh, def- definitely, Romy. We'll definitely be with you sharing the times and the moments and probably some of the pictures. And obviously, we clean the pictures and naughty ones. <laughs> it sounds good, Shoes. Always good chatting. Thank you so much for your time today. <laughs> Pleasure, Romy. Thank, Thank you, you very much for giving us the opportunity. You're welcome. Keep well, stay safe. Okay, man. Uh, 29 minutes after five. Hi, this is Lionel Mapu, and you're listening to Touchline with Romy on Radio 2000.
Thank you so much there to Lionel Mapu for that one. But to Shuz Mekuto for his time, uh, the man out at IX there, just saying that they are ready to rock and roll. They have their permit. They didn't start training without it and really spoiled out at Ikamva in terms of space. If it is that you've driven past their facility, you'll know just how spoiled they are for space. But it's A for away, he says. Those shiny moments he alludes to and says the shiniest of them all is them going back to top flight football. We hold him to his word and we hope that when that moment happens, you know what, we'll have him right here on the touchline.